Welcome everyone to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, it has been a good week. It has been a good week to work. It has been a good week to socialize. It has been a good week to study the word of God. And I hope that you have had a good week, Traveling Pulpit family, so much so that we are here today with an opportunity to serve him together. And the Bible tells us in Psalms 118 and 24 that this is the day that the Lord has made and we should be glad and rejoice in it. And I am always glad for a brand new day. I am always glad that my eyes open and I am able to wake up in my right mind and give thanks to the Lord for what he has done because I'm not worthy of the things that he has done, but he has saw fit to give me another day. And I know he has saw fit to give you another day. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that we have the opportunity right now to share this message on this platform with you so that you can know just what it is to be in relationship with the Savior. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, we are in a series entitled In the Days of. We're going to take a little break today. We're going to we're going to get into In the Days of Moses on next week. But I wanted to spend a few minutes with you today to talk about the importance of relationship. You see, everybody is throwing around this word religion. And we know the believers We know that religion is not what Christ has come to testify to. We know this because the Bible tells us this. Jesus came so that we may have with him a relationship. A relationship goes so much deeper than a than than religion. I was going to say uh, far more deeper than a than than a, than, a, than religion, but it seems that everybody is on this this cycle of religion. Everywhere you turn, I don't want to be a part of your religion. I don't want to hear your religion. I don't want to hear your 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 religious rhetoric. But what people will fail to understand in all of their arguing. Uh, uh, choice words that they that they want to use their hatred, their weak mindedness, their 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 beta men mentality. What they fail to realize is Jesus is calling us into a relationship. Our next door neighbors, whomever they may be. You have relationship with them so much so and possibly some neighbors not all neighbors, but some neighbors will say, I'm going on vacation. Will you watch my house for me? If that, if that is so, that neighbor knows you well enough in relationship to know the type of person you are or the type of person that, that you present yourself to, to, to them and vice versa. But the point is, they know you well enough to say, would you watch my house for me while I go on vacation? Or 
Would you watch my kids for me while I run to the grocery store? That is called relationship. Relationship says you call up your buddy. Hey, man, look, let's get together. Let's go get some wings or something. And you go and you do those things together because you are in relationship with one another. Or you have a friend that you call and you say, I'm having some issues. I need to talk to someone. Can I talk to you? And that friend says, yes, tell me everything that's going on. Because you know that that friend that you're talking to will not uh, will, will not say anything that you say to them in confidence to someone else. That's called relationship. And that's what Jesus wants with us. He wants us to be in relationship with him. He wants us to come to him with our problems. He wants us to to take him with us when we go out for for wings, when we go to the movies, when we go to, to the mall. He wants to tag along with us simply because he wants to be in relationship with us. I think David, King David, was the man that that was known as as the one who was after God's own heart because David wanted to be in relationship. And that's what he did. He was in relationship. But it doesn't stop with with just David. David is the man known as the one who was going was was chasing after God's own heart. But what about Moses? What about Abram? What about Noah? The Lord found found favor in these guys because they had relationship with him. Noah was the only man on the earth who was found to be righteous in the sight of God. And and God himself told Moses to build the ark. So if if told Moses, Noah, I'm sorry, told Noah to build the ark. So if Noah didn't have relationship. We wouldn't exist. The whole world would have been destroyed. Abram. Abram had relationship with God. He had relationship with the creator. So much so that when the when 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 the creator God told him, get up from your country and go to a place that I show you and I'll make you a great nation. If he was not obedient to the word, we wouldn't be here. Because he had relationship with him and so much so right now. Men, when a when a man takes a wife. He takes someone in relationship because no man is going to marry someone he does not know. No man is going to do that. No man is going to going to lay with a woman that is not his wife that he does not know. He's not going to do that. It takes relationship for that to happen. There are on social media wedding proposals and 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 things of that nature that take place. Well, that that man who is asking that woman to be his wife has relationship with her. Jesus is doing the same thing with us. He wants to come into our lives so that he can have relationship with us, not religion. But the whole world is on this kick about religion, religion, this and religion, that. But Jesus came that we might have a relationship and through that relationship, we will have life and have it more abundantly 
in him with him. We can't have an abundant life here right now, not with all the sin that is in this world, not with all the sinners that live in this world. That is not an abundant life Jesus intends for us to have, not with him. He was saying in him, have the relationship, the life abundant will come with him when we go there to be with him. But how? How do we do that traveling pulpit family? Through obedience. Through obedience. I believe traveling pulpit family throughout this entire book, the Bible, this entire book, I believe the Lord is looking for those who will be obedient to him. Not saying that we have to be perfect because nowhere in this book says that we have to be perfect. But everywhere in this book, we have to be obedient. Because if we become disobedient, traveling pulpit family, the consequences is death. And we see that in Genesis 3, the cause to the effect that we're now living in. The disobedience that leads to death. And that's what disobedience does, traveling pulpit family. It leads to death. Oh, but God. He is looking for some to be obedient. The reason I say some, because I'm being truthful, not all will be obedient, but some will. And it is that some that the Lord is looking for. It is that some that can tell others what it means to be obedient so that they can become part of the some that is obedient. Because we're not going to get all to be obedient. We're not. My heart breaks because I want all. God's heart breaks because he wants all. Ezekiel 33, 11 says that the Lord takes no pleasure in the destruction of the wicked, but that they turn from their wicked ways and live. But we live in a world With truthfully speaking, traveling pulpit family, that is not possible. Romans 3.23 says that all has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. There is not one of us that is good. There is not one of us that is worthy. No, not one of us. But Jesus is not looking for perfection, traveling pulpit family. He's looking for obedience and those who want to be in relationship with him. I've often prayed that that I would not use the words of Paul as an excuse to sin. You know, where Paul says that that the things that he ought not to do are the things that he finds himself doing and the things that that he ought to do are the things that he don't do. See, I believe some of us, even me, have used that at a, at, at a time in our lives as an excuse to sin. But there is no reason to sin on purpose. Because I believe Hebrews talks about when you sin on purpose, you bring damnation on yourself and that, that the Lord has no, has no longer the testimony inside of you. Because you have gone from obedience to disobedience and you didn't even realize it. 
because you have allowed your sin to become normalized in your life. The word has no more meaning inside of you because you have allowed sin to become normalized in your mouth, in your mind. You have just become like Adam eating the fruit because you allowed a lie to become normal in your in your mind. But that's not what the Lord wants traveling pulpit family. He wants you to be obedient to him, not perfect. Not one of us are perfect. Not one of us can be perfect. There was one who was perfect. He's the only one that descended from heaven and he is the only one who ascended back into heaven. Do not be fooled. So what does it take for someone to be obedient to the Lord? Well, it takes someone who has a heart for the Lord. It takes someone who has a heart to go after the Lord, and it takes someone to study God's word to see what it says. Because I can tell you all day about obedience and disobedience, but until you read it for yourself. The book is filled with men who have who have lived in disobedience we see how it turned out for them we it's full of men who lived in obedience we see how it turned out for them now we have to apply it to our lives how will you live your life traveling pulpit family will you live it in disobedience or will you live it in obedience the prime example or one of the examples not the prime example but one of the examples i think about is the three hebrew boys Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How their obedience to God did not allow them to bow to Nebuchadnezzar's statue. Daniel, when he was thrown in the lion's den, how his obedience to God overthrew the fear he or the world said he should have when being thrown into the lion's den. When we are obedient to God, we are disobedient to the world. But when we are when we are disobedient to God, we are obedient to the world. And that leads to death. It leads to death and eternal damnation. It leads to eternal separation. So today, traveling pulpit family, what side are you on? Are you on the obedient side that will serve the Lord or are you on the disobedient side that will serve the world? The choice is yours. But on next week, we're going to continue our message in the days of Moses. We're going to go into the book of Exodus. We're not going to stop there. We're going to go and we're going to go into the book of Job. And then we're going to finish this series within the days of Jesus. In the days of Jesus, the most obedient man who ever lived. The reason I say who ever lived, who ever lived on this earth. Whoever the man who lived on this earth while he was with us for the three years that he was with us. He was the most obedient man on earth. 
We're going to take a look at that. We're going to take a look at Job on next on on the week after um, Moses, which will be coming up next week. And then the week after we'll close out the message series with in the days of Jesus. Traveling pulpit family, I want you to know that. We are in the days that the Lord told us about the things that that he told us about are coming to pass. And the awareness that we need to have. He told us about that also. See, not only did he tell us, he also prepared us. Not only did he prepare us, he also equipped us. Not only did he equip us, he is also with us. He's with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. None of these things I'm saying to you, traveling pulpit family, are not found in this Bible because you can research this Bible and you can see everything that is being said to you is in this book. This is a book of obedience and disobedience. We started off with disobedience, which is why we are in the situation that we're in now. But we're going to finish with obedience because the Lord is looking for whomever that will be obedient to him. He's looking for the sum, not the all. Because as I said before, not all will be obedient, but some will be obedient. Are you of the some that are obedient to the Lord? Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to just come and just deliver this message to your people. These are your people. And I hope that in this message, some will, will, will hear it, share it, like it, and apply it. The most important thing of all, I hope that some will apply it. So to you, traveling pulpit family, will you apply this message to your life? Will you be part of the sum and not the all? Because in the grand scheme of things, that sum is the sum that has heard the word, that has applied the word and lived the word. But that all, that all is those who are denying the word, who will not apply the word, and who curse the word. It's better to be in this book. It's better to be in this book to know what it means to be obedient than to be in the world knowing what it means to be disobedient. But as always, the choice is yours, Traveling Pulpit family. So I pray. I pray for you. We are coming into those days where that good news message needs to be heard even more. Which is why I'm going live back with Wednesday with the word on Instagram. I'll make an announcement on next week and I'll make an announcement on the week after that, if it's the Lord's will, but I'll be going live on Instagram with Wednesday with the word. I'm not certain about the time, but it will definitely be coming back because we are in the time where the soul is at stake. Your soul is at stake. 
So will you be obedient to the Lord or will you be obedient to the world? Because you're going to be disobedient to, to someone. You're going to be disobedient to someone. Make sure that someone that you are obedient to is the one that can give you everlasting life and not someone who wants to take it from you. God bless you, Traveling Pulpit family. This is the Traveling Pulpit podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, and I am the man with the unscripted voice telling you I love you. I mean it. I love you. For my brothers and sisters around the world who are underground, who are unable to to, uh, hear this message the way uh, we can travel and, and listen to this message, I pray that this message reaches you. I pray this message reaches you. I pray for you over in Russia and Ukraine and in Iran and Iraq. I pray for you in Saudi Arabia. I pray for you in Africa and Australia and Japan and, and, and China and, 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 you know, in the Philippines. I pray for you in South America and North America and Canada. I pray for you in Switzerland and Greenland. I pray for you in England and in and, and Denmark, all over the world. I pray for you. I pray that the Lord will find obedience in you. And I pray that you will put that obedience to 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 the best use possible. And that is sharing this message with someone telling them about obedience and not the message of the podcast, the message of the Bible and of the book. Because throughout the book, there is obedience and what it means to be obedient to the Lord is reward. But what it means to be obedient to the world is eternal damnation. So the choice is yours, traveling pulpit family. And as always, Romans 10 and 9 says, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That is your first act of obedience. That is your first act of obedience, which is to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. That is your first act of obedience. Thank you again, Traveling Pulpit family. And we'll be doing In the Days of Moses on next week, In the Days of Job after that, and coming to the conclusion of this series in the days of Jesus after that. So once again, I am Vernon Sheridan. This is the Traveling Pulpit podcast saying God bless, have a wonderful weekend. And if it's the Lord's will, we'll be doing this back on next week. If not, I'll see you in glory. Bye for now.